Hello! Welcome to the February Two Dozy Broads podcast. I am Sandy from Gemological Esoterica, and across the table from me is Blaze the Beautiful, and we are One Dozy Broad and a Dozy Dog. This month, our second Dozy Broad, Linda, is absent due to a recent hospitalization. She will be fine and promises to try to regale everyone with her wit and presence next month. Get well soon, Linda. This month's topic is wish-fulfilling stones. I taught this class on January 1st of this year and had several people who were on the waiting list and couldn't get in to do it and whatever, so I decided, being as I didn't have a partner this month who could speak at least, Blaze does not count, uh, that I would, I'm just going to read the Wish Fulfilling Stones class that I did last month. So it's going to, it'll probably sound a little canned, I'm sorry, but this is a, <laughs> at last minute, this is about as good as we can do this month. So Wish Fulfilling or Wish Granting Stones. The Wish Fulfilling Stone is the stuff of legends. Originally, a story hundreds, if not a thousand years old, in both Hindu, Buddhist, and Chinese lore, it is a stone that, if found and wished upon, will grant all of your desires, whatever those desires might be. But also originally, this was a metaphor for Buddhist enlightenment, and not really a stone for granting your every wish. So we'll cut to medieval times. We really went forward in time quite quickly. The wish-fulfilling stone was called the Philosopher's Stone, a stone that would turn any base or lesser metal, like lead, into gold. By the way, Blaze is spinning around chasing her tail at the moment. Doing quite a good job of it, too. Many alchemists tried to find it. Many faked turning metals into gold to become rich and famous. But no one ever actually found a physical philosopher's stone. Again, this was a metaphor for overcoming your base desires and attaining a purified state of life. Becoming more than you are, as it were. Now we're going to come up to the present age. Isn't that amazing? We've gone about a thousand years in less than a minute. Wow. 25 years ago, when I got into the business, the stone Paracelsian was considered to be the philosopher's stone. And everybody was trying to find one. It is an actual stone, by the way. It is a very rare and difficult stone to find. It was thought that if you had one, your every wish would be fulfilled and wisdom and enlightenment would come without further work. Good luck on that. Trust me, I have one. I did find one. And it doesn't do either. It's a neat stone. It has very unusual energy. But it won't grant your wishes or help you to attain an enlightened state of life. If directed, it will help you to see areas in your life where improvement can be made and possibly motivate you to improve yourself. It does, however, charge up other crystals in a very interesting fashion. Ten years ago, the name Sintamani became the name of the newest in a line of wish-fulfilling stones. Sintamani means wish-fulfillment, so they finally got the name right. So, Sintamani. This stone was considered at the time to be the wish-fulfilling stone and it was a form of Chinese writing rock called Miriam. When people have asked me for a wish-fulfilling stone over the years, and believe me, I get a lot more requests for that than you might even believe, and if I have some on hand, this is the stone I show them. 
The stone is interesting in that it is a catalyst for self-change, but it is no wish fulfiller. Unless your wish is self-improvement, then it's a rather good Sintamani. The latest wish-fulfilling stone is a form of Tibetan tektite, and that started somewhere between a year and two years ago, I believe. Again, this is a high-energy stone. It has an odd and very high energy, but it is not a wish-fulfiller. Although, like its cousin Moldavite, it will bring out aspects of yourself you might not want to activate, but it will further you on your spiritual journey. The closest stone I have ever found to a wish-fulfilling stone is Manifestation Quartz. This is a quartz crystal with another quartz crystal fully embedded within it. They're not difficult to find if you're patient and you want to look at a lot of quartz crystals and you have good lighting and maybe mag a magnification or some, something of that nature. They will manifest many physical things if you have bonded to the crystal and can perform a clear, powerfully intentioned meditation. There is, however, a limit to what you can achieve with one. Now, I do want to talk about on the manifestation quartz. I've sold many over the years. If you bond with them, they do bring a certain level of physical goods and material things to you. This isn't the spiritual side, this is the physical side. I've seen people manifest new jobs, I've seen them manifest money, down payments on houses, things like that. That one actually, like I say, that one does, does do some physical things. So, but as you can see, it's the whole legend thing of the wish-fulfilling stone. When people get bored with one and they found Paracelsian, well, that didn't work the way they wanted. Then they bought the, Mar the Marium, and the Marium didn't work the way they wanted, so now they're doing, anyway, it's going back and forth. But it's that quest for people that they always want to get something for nothing or something for just a little bit of work. Or basically, let me give you some money and you give me power and enlightenment. That's what we want, isn't it? So you can see this, this has evolved over the years. When one stone stops doing what, it's, what it's supposedly it's supposed to do, they find a new one. And then they find a new one. I'm sure with this latest Tibetan tektite, um, which again, we do have some here in the store. People, people ignore it for the most part. Pretty interesting. Um, when, when that goes by the wayside, there'll be a new philosopher's stone or a new wish-fulfilling stone or a new wish-granting stone. So times change, and so do the stones that are considered to be that. It's something like the quest for the Holy Grail, a metaphor for attaining enlightenment and supreme spiritual ecstasy. However, anytime you want to do that, it takes work and it takes effort. Is there a wish-fulfilling stone? I don't believe there's a wish-fulfilling anything. But anything can be the impetus for us to further accelerate our individual spiritual journey here on this plane. So next time someone sends you on a journey to find something outside yourself that will fulfill all of your dreams, why not look inward instead? That was the class that I did on the first of the year. And again... I, 
Linda's hospitalization kind of threw us all for a loop, and I really didn't know what to do. So I'm, I apologize. I think it, well, I think it was at least some useful information. I hope so. So there wasn't a lot of humor in today's podcast, and I apologize for that. Other than the fact that you can't see Blaze running around the basement and chasing her tail, she does a very good job of that, by the way. As you can see, uh, this time we are one dozy broad and one dozy dog, not two, but we do hope that by next month, March's podcast, Linda will be back with us and she will be in good health and in fine fettle. And you can tell that she's a lot of our sense of humor and a lot of our direction in these podcasts. So let's all send her healing thoughts and prayers. And we are hoping that next month we will be two dozy broads again. So this is Sandy from Gemological Esoterica signing off for another month and Blaze is now bored and in the corner. So anyway, signing off. Later, later. Goodbye.